coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Uh, when you get all that stuff on, I, you can be uncomfortable. I can be uncomfortable waiting to get on the plane, but I know I'm going to get on the plane. Why? Because I have a boarding pass. I have something that has locked me in on that. It tells me when I'm going to board and where I'm going to get to see. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, turn with me, if you will, uh, to the book of 2 Corinthians. I'm going to be reading uh, the fifth chapter, the sixth through the 17th verse. Again, that is 2 Corinthians in the New Testament, chapter 5, verses 6 through 17. And I'll be reading the New International Translation of God's Word. Let's see what it has to say for us today. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Since then, we know that we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others what we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So not, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we were once regarded in Christ this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. God's word for God's people and God's people said, amen. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity once again to gather in your name and study and glean from your word. Lord God, let every word that I speak and every thought that I think be acceptable in your sight, Lord God, that I can point people to Christ. And it is in that name of Christ that I pray. 
Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to spend together, I would like to talk a little bit about the in-between times, the in-between times. I struggle with the in-between times. The times when I am almost there, but not quite. If I was traveling uh, by plane, it would be the time where I've gotten past security, but I haven't quite boarded the plane yet for takeoff. Uh, when there was a track meet, um, if it was not quite yet to my event, but I was walking around, I would be uncomfortable with that. I know that the change is coming. I know that I'm going to get to do my part pretty soon, but I'm not there yet. I struggle because I always feel like I should be doing something. That time feels idle and unused and unclear. I don't do well with generalities sometimes, and so this in-between time for me is a struggle. When I'm at the airport, I can't just put my headphones on and listen to music because I'm worried I might miss an important announcement like a gate change or a time change. Uh, I don't want to just take a nap because I'm worried I might miss my plane. Uh, it's sometimes even hard for me to eat because I'll be worried that I will order something and it will take too long for them to make it and I'll have to get a new flight going. Those times are bothersome for me. Not just in travel, but in day-to-day -day life. Uh, I've been in between jobs before, and that's uncomfortable. I've never been in between income. I will find a way to continue to put food on the table, uh, but I, I, when I'm in between established jobs or even when I owned my own business, long-term contracts, that in-between time would make me uncomfortable. But I've learned that even though it's uncomfortable for me, Sometimes that in-between time is a necessary part of the process. And sometimes it's even needed for me. The in-between time is not a new concept. Uh, some people are really comfortable with the process. The, process. Um, uh, the practice, uh, people will graduate from high school and take so-called gap years after graduating before they go to college. Uh, many successful companies have extremely generous vacation and time off policies. Even the United Methodist Church has sabbatical time built in to our pastoral careers. Oh yes. <laughs> Paragraph 351 of the Book of Discipline says that pastors are supposed to take a sabbatical after uh, six years of full-time ministry. Uh, and if the pastor is part-time or quarter-time or half-time, uh, when they get to the equivalent of six years of full-time ministry, they can take it. 
six years of full-time ministry, 2017, 18. Okay, okay, just, just trying to make sure where I'm at. Uh, 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 some people end up as well in in-between times involuntarily. Uh, they can lose their job. Uh, they can reach some uncertainty in the relationships that they're in. They can have to take a leave of absence from a job or an organization. Uh, sometimes an in-between time is thrust upon us. Something happens and suddenly we are living between two points. What was and what we hope to be. And meanwhile, We've got to try to figure it out. We find some in-between time right here in 2 Corinthians. Uh, scholars have uh, let, it know, let it be known that they think that uh, the book we call 1 Corinthians was probably Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth, and that 2 Corinthians was probably the fourth so Paul is speaking at an in-between time in the text, uh, away versus home, faith versus sight, old versus new, new creation versus flesh. Uh, believers are already uh, caught between an already done time and a not yet kind of time. And the Apostle Paul has an interesting take on this thing called life. Uh, for him, uh, this was not only an in-between time, but an in-between life. That is, life as we know it was a time that would be in uh, parentheses, a time that we're in an ante room uh, of the kingdom of heaven or a Northex or a fellowship hall. Uh, it, it's life before life. He writes that while we are a, a, a home with the body, we are away from the Lord. We would rather be away from the body and home with the Lord. Uh, and so whether we are at home or away, we need to make it our aim to please God. Amen. The people of God were in an in-between time because at the time this passage had been written, Christ had died, Christ had risen, and, and they were waiting on Christ's return. But they still had to live life day to day. They were waiting on that great getting up. They were waiting on that triumphant return. But day to day, they still had to go to work. Day to day, they still had to send their kids to school. Day to day, they still had to interact in the community in which they lived. And they were waiting on Christ's return, but they were waiting, they were waiting in community. People were judging the Corinthian church right then. People were putting them the same. To put it plainly, the church folk didn't look all that good right now. You said this Jesus was coming back. I don't see him. Where is this life and life more abundantly that you're supposed to be having right now? Where is this joy that you have that the world can't, didn't give and the world can't take away? Where is it at? The people were worried in the Corinthian church about being embarrassed. However, Christ 
won't put us to shame. Uh, the text says we, we, we got to know that Christ is the final judge and we got to know that we all must appear before him. That's why whether we are away or at home, we should aim to please Jesus. I have to be, when I was growing up, I had to be on my best behavior, whether I was at home or whether I was out in public. Uh, what mama and daddy and grandma and grandpa said to me to behave didn't change whether my location changed. I was still to behave whether everybody was around looking or nobody was around looking. Uh, and why? Because those were the people that were going to take care of me. I could try to please my friends, but my friends weren't putting the roof over my head. I could try to please my friends, but my friends wasn't putting clothes over my back. I could try to please my friends, but my friends weren't going to feed me. Amen. My parents fed me. My grandparents fed me because they loved me. And just like that, we don't have to sit here and focus on trying to please the world. Why? Because Jesus is the one that loves us. No one else sacrificed their lives for us so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. No one else willingly gave themselves up for some people who did not deserve it, but Jesus did it anyway. I got some Bible for that. Uh, Paul says in Romans 5, 7, and 8, For scarcely a righteous man would die. Perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, earlier, I st when I read the passage of scripture before the sermon, I stopped reading at verse 17. But had I gone down to verse 21, it would have said for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We need to be following in these in-between times Jesus because in these in-between times and the times at the beginning and the times at the end, Jesus is what matters. Someone who did not have to make a sacrifice for us did it and did it willingly because he loved us. Christ died for all, and his love is compelling us. His love is pushing us forward. Love motivates the mission, and that is who we should be looking to impress, not anyone else. That is what really matters. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There is something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms. They shall all pass away. But there is something about that Name. That is who should we should be focusing on in the in-between times. Also, after Christ uh, died for us and gave himself up for us and rose from the dead, we got the Holy Spirit to act as a comforter for us in the in-between times until Christ comes again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Holy Spirit is given to believers as a guarantee or a promissory note that will be redeemed. We can walk by faith during the in-between times because we have something to hold on to that will keep us uh, 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 in the airport uh, when you pass security and you get your shoes and your belt back on or, or maybe if you TSA pre, you don't have to take all that stuff off. But, 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 uh, but, uh, but uh, uh, when you get all that stuff on, you can be uncomfortable. I can be uncomfortable waiting to get on the plane, but I know I'm going to get on the plane. Why? Because I have a boarding pass. I have something that has locked me in on that. It tells me when I'm going to board and where I'm going to get to seat. So I know what's going to happen and I still have my boarding pass and you can't take my boarding pass from me. So I got something inside of me just like that with the boarding pass. I've got a spiritual boarding pass that I can hold on to to, until the change comes. (laughs) Um, um, (laughs) my senior year of college the company managing the campus housing uh, overbooked apartment complex and and so it was on the news and it was this big old deal where you know people were showing up at the university trying to get into their apartments and they weren't able to get into their apartments and when I went in and I I ran into the issue they just tried to apologize and, and hand me a piece of paper for me to sign so that I could get my deposit back mm uh uh I didn't sign it (laughs) because I knew if I would have signed it and got my deposit back, they would no longer be obligated to provide me housing. I would have had to jump out of the line and get back in the line with everybody else who may have filed or who may have asked for their deposits and signed these releases. I didn't sign it because I knew as long as they had my deposit, they had to find me a room. And not only that, as long as they had my deposit and they didn't put me in a room, they had to put me in a hotel until they were able to find me a room. Uh, They were on the hook. And as long as I didn't let them off the hook because I had something They had my deposit. (laughs) They had to come through and go on their end of the bargain. I wasn't cocky about it. I was confident because I knew the rules. And as long as I knew the rules, they couldn't put something over on me. That Them holding on to the deposit and I knowing that was a promissory note. It was a guarantee. It was a contract that they had to do what they said. And the Holy Spirit is a redeemer. It's a guarantee. It's a contract that you are a believer. You have the Holy Spirit indwell in you and so Paul is not cocky but he's confident 
because he understands in the scheme of things, this is all temporary. And eventually we will all be with the Lord. That's why he says in verse eight, uh, uh, he says that we are confident. And I say that I would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. He understood that he was connected and there was no way to separate it. Uh, he said something similar in Romans 8 and 38 when he said that I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God's love cannot be contained or constrained. We know the plane is going to leave eventually, and we can be confident in this because of our faith. We exercise faith all the time. Even if you're not a believer, you exercise faith. You get up in the morning and get into a car you didn't build. You connect to an electronic device if you're working from home that you probably didn't build. Even if you put the computer together, you didn't build the chips. Uh, uh, you, you take medicine from a doctor whose credentials, you didn't send them to medical school. Uh, you get the medicine from a pharmacist that you didn't watch them compound those chemicals together. Yeah. You, you drive on a road where you are on the road with, with uh, a road you did not build with other drivers you did not train. You exercise faith all the time. Amen. And so he says that we walk by faith, not by sight, because we can't possibly, no one person can possibly know everything of every facet of everything that they deal with. But he's confident because of his faith. And then it says that uh, in, in, in Christ we are new creatures. The old things will pass away. Christ provides the renewal to everything. Uh, and new creature means renewal, not replacement. When it says that things are made new, they're not throwing away the old. They are renewing what is there. And so Paul walked by faith, and so can we. Paul took this knowledge and was an ambassador for Christ, and his mission was to reconcile people to God, to let them know that they have been redeemed. And the fundamental truth of it all is that we must cling to these same things as Paul did, because uh, God does have a purpose for us and he's working that purpose out right now, one day at a time. But because it's one day at a time, we are in the in-between times. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come. Pray with me, church. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for the word that went forth. For those who will hear it and those who may hear it later, 
that they'll want to know about this Holy Spirit, this guarantee. They'll want to know what to hold on to in the in-between times. Lord God, allow this to be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.